to the Live with Brandon Blakeney podcast. Here is your host, Brandon Blakeney. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Blakeney, aka Brandon Lee TV, coming at you again. Now, it's the first time, first episode, first time we back at it, spending time together um, in the new year, 2020. And we're kicking it off with a bang. Got two dope interviews for y'all coming up. We'll definitely dive into that. A lot has happened, man, since the last time we have kicked it. Um, you know, a lot of sporting events, a lot of culture events going on right now, flooding the TL. We got NBA free agency. Definitely want to talk about three moves that stood out to me, including my Cavs welcoming a big man to the land. Um, also, man, we got to look at Gail and Oprah. What is, have they officially been canceled? Like, I, the, the, the responses is, are insane on black Twitter right now. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand, like, the, the, the level of disrespect on both sides is just crazy right now, I don't understand, um, it's it's just getting crazy, um, (laughs) I don't know, like, is that possible for the, for the two ladies to be canceled, I don't know, it's, it's, it's crazy, the Twitter slander has been outrageous, I, I must emphasize, like, (laughs) man, but, Definitely, um, I mean, everybody from the game, Snoop Dogg, journalists, spilling their piece, you know, um, maybe both sides have valid points, and, you know, maybe we do have to wait for the whole interview to drop, I don't know, but just the, the, the memes and the jokes and the jabs have been crazy, but at least Gail has owned it, and, you know, she has, uh, stood in front of what she said, uh, dang. I've been up reading the comments about the interview I did with Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. I am mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I am very angry. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview, um, totally taken out of context, and when you see it that way, it's very jarring. It's jarring to me. I didn't even know anything about it. I started getting calls. What the hell are you doing? Why did you say this? What is happening? I did not know what people are talking about. So I've been told or I've been advised to say nothing. Just let it go. People will drag you. People will troll you. It'll be over in a couple of days. But that's not good enough for me. 
because I really want people to understand what happened here and, and how I'm feeling about it. I reached out to Lisa because I know that she's a longtime friend of Kobe's to talk about his legacy and their friendship. We had a really wide ranging interview, talked about many things, his career, his passion, his sense of humor, the way he was mentoring other people, how he was starting his next chapter. It was wide ranging. And yes, we talked about that court case because that court case has also come up. And I wanted to get Lisa's take on it as a friend who knew him well, what she thought, where that should stand. And I thought she, it was very powerful when she looked me in the eye as a member of the media to say it's time for the media to leave it alone and to back off. During the course of the interview, I asked follow-up questions because I wanted to make sure that her position and perspective were very clear. And at the end, when she said, it's time for, to leave it alone, I, as I said, I thought that was powerful. And I insisted, I insisted that that part be in the interview because I thought that it put a nice button on that part of the conversation. She said, uh, dang, poor Lisa Leslie, my goodness. So first off, I'm not going to play the entire clip just because of the, the language and the nature. We're going to play a small snippet from from Snoop Dogg, who was absolutely irate and managed to sneak a free Bill Cosby in there. <laughs> Whoa. So, oh, hold on. Gail King. Out of pocket for that shit. Way out of pocket. What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We the fucking worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after fucking Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. And then you hear that, and and then you 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 switch over, and then you got Ari Lennox. My goodness. You're tearing down the legacies of so many phenomenal, beautiful black men, and I don't fucking have time for it. I don't fucking have time for it. I'm sick. I'm disgusted. You don't care about black people. Okra, I knew you wasn't shit when when uh the kids was trying to take a picture with you and she was like, oh, I see your little crack phone. Oprah, Okra. You so it's safe to say that uh everybody that has an opinion, it seems to be very strong. There are some, some opinions stronger than others out there. Um, you know, I think... You got to read into the entire story, but at the same time, it was a little bit out of pocket. Um, it just the timing of it was a little bit distasteful. Um, just a, a lot of different opinions. Anyways, um, we, we speaking of Kobe and the tragic loss, people still mourn and definitely um, have caught up with my guy. Kedrick Flomo, greatest uh, Norfolk Side Viking of all time, currently the assistant coach with the Vikings, lead in their, their uh, the, the new revolution, new era Vikings. Uh, man, they're, they're turning it around, rapped with him about that. He actually wore number 24 in college, and Kobe was a big influence on him. Um, so he, he really gave some great insight on that, as well as... Speaking of college, he went to Murray State, and we know John Morant, the sensational Memphis Grizzlies rookie, 
uh, spent his college tenure there. So, we'll, Flo just uh, gave us the whole scoop. So, let's dive into that. Hey, man, y'all enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Blakey, a.k.a. Brandon TV. Got my boy, Coach Kevin Flomo, with me on the line. Flomo, assistant coach over at North Side Park School, our alma mater. Flo, how you doing, my man? Everything's good this way. Hey, I'm glad to hear it, bro. So, I know you a hooper, and, and uh, everybody, and we've been seeing it all online. The legends, Black Mambo's Kobe passed fatally, man. Just uh, give me your thoughts, man. Where was you at when you found out what was going through your mind? Uh, I actually on the way to the gym when I heard it. My uh, little sister had to call me, and she was telling me. She said, she said, did you see the news? Did you hear uh, Kobe died? Uh, my first reaction was like, Kobe who? And she told me yeah. Kobe died. I was like, I'm, I ain't gonna be honest with you. I, like, I teared up a little bit because just thinking about like growing up, like Kobe, Allen Iverson, Marbury, Francis. Those were like my favorite like favorite players. So I was like, man, we really lost Kobe, and it was so unexpected. Tragic. So it hit me kind of hard. Thanks, bro. I mean, 41 years young, and I feel like uh, just looking in, like you know, growing up, Kobe really influenced many generations. And it's like he had that approach where it didn't have to just be basketball, you feel me? Like, his mindset could go towards whatever you're trying to accomplish. So I think, sure. that, like, people dug about him a lot. Uh, what, what, talk about one of your favorite Kobe moments, man, why uh, you admire his mindset and his value. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, you know, Kobe had a lot of moments, but definitely that, <laughs> that 81 points, that 81 points in there, like, I remember that season, he was just willing his team to win. So they really weren't that good. So he, he had that mentality, like, we're going to win no matter what. I'm going to do whatever it takes for my team to get get the job done. So, and that's something that like, I kind of took with me. I know when I went to college, I actually went number 24 for my first year. I was just like, man, I want to have that mentality. Like, whatever it takes to get the job done, I'm going to do it. So definitely I'm sorry about Kobe. Man, you feel me? Just straight killer, bro. They don't make them like that. They really don't. Speaking of you up in uh, Rand number 24, spent some time up in Murray, man. I know y'all got John Moran, the racist favorite son, just announced, you know, they retired his jersey. Uh, sure. In that, man, what, tell us about the, the environment up there. Like, what does it mean to have a, uh, to, to see what's going on there? What is it like? I know it's a basketball, basketball town up there. Yeah, Murray is definitely a basketball town. Like, they have great fans. Like, there's a small town, so basketball is really everything in Murray. And, like, the fans are, like, real, real supportive. So, just seeing, like, John doing what he's doing in the league is very dope. It's like, he's really getting Murray on, on the map. Because even nowadays, I still wear my little Murray hoodies, and everybody yeah. everywhere knows, knows about Murray State. So, it's pretty cool to see, like, the, uh, the people in Murray definitely deserve that. They, they definitely deserve their recognition. It's a great fan base. No doubt, no doubt, man. Um, so I know you're doing your coaching thing now, training some of the best young talent around the city, man. So I definitely picture your brain a little bit. It's about like mid-season point, everybody getting into conference play, maybe a little bit past mm-hmm. mid-season. Uh, what, have, what have you seen so far in y'all's conference? And I know it's you guys, uh, West Stokes and Athens, kind of fighting at the top of them. Yeah, for sure. We kind of battled our way back up to the top of uh, uh, took a loss to Athens earlier. I actually wasn't at that game. I was with Pitt. And then we uh, last week we lost to West Coast by three points at West Coast. So mm-hmm. Right now we're like five or two in conference. We're trying to work our way back up. But we got a, we got a real good group. We're working hard. 
getting better each and every day. So that's what we focus on right now. We got a game tonight against Carver, so try to get another win. This is a group, man. They didn't really win a lot of games last year. I know both of us being Bison alone, it hurt to see them struggle. Um, seeing what Coach Wilhelm is bringing from a college perspective, like, man, what what value is, is that to have, like, somebody that has coached at the college ranks and now is bringing that to these young guys? Oh, man, it's, it's like, I, I think it's like moving mountains for kids. It's, I mean, Coach been there before, and he got the wisdom, he got the knowledge, so. Like we know, the players know that that he knows what he's talking about, and I I feel like the main thing with the players here is like passing at the talent. Like, yeah, I mean they they always had the talent, so it's just training their monster. Like, like we're winners here, so we we expect nothing less. So we just raise the bar, set the bar higher, and they just they've been beating expectations and playing hard and working hard. So it's been going pretty good. We still got a little bit of weight stuff, but we're on our way. Now, I know you're big in the ball skills and skill development, really like developing the fundamentals. That's important nowadays, especially in the high school ranks. Um, mm-hmm. How have you been working with the guys, man, just building confidence and getting them sharp, bringing the best out of the game? Uh, you know, that's a practice makes practice. So, definitely got to practice. I know me, when I was in high school, I always was training with, uh, with Kenneth Bates with lab work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I learned from him, like, it's always about the extra work that you put in. So when when it comes game time, you know you're prepared for that moment. So with uh, with players that we got, I just try to like when we working out or doing a little training, I just try to put them in game situations, like situations as a as a feed in the game. So when game time comes, they're not like nervous or scared. They've seen it before, and it's like second nature. So that's the most important thing: just trying to prepare them for the game ahead of the game. It's all about what you do before. Big facts. I know, know that you you do a lot of work for the base and you see your man out there. Um, I know you guys work with a lot of big time talent around there. Yeah, for Specifically, sure. man, that's been in the uh the headlines. Josh Hall. A lot of people yep. feel like, man, he really got uh Big Five got snubbed in the McDonald's All American game. What, what what's your opinion on that? Man, I feel like uh the truth the truth don't show eventually. Like it's gonna come to the light, but. Josh has been in a lot of work. You know the story, like, Josh has had a long time. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Josh is a kid who's really, like, focused on the work and whatever whatever happens that he feel like doesn't go his way, he's going to use it as motivation. So a lot of people are going to hear their name here shortly in a couple of years, but Josh, Josh is the truth, and he, he he's a hard worker, so he's focused. So I feel like that's going to be more fuel to his fire. Facts. I remember uh, I seen him, like, two weeks ago. I was doing the play-by-play. But Raven played in two different tournaments, went and played in one big shot in the middle of the Charlotte. Kids mm-hmm. were like a 30 ball down at Phenom's joint. So definitely crazy, crazy work ethic. But uh, definitely flow, bro. I really appreciate you taking the time out. I know y'all on the road. Got a tough game. Yep, sure. I know uh, y'all, y'all, y'all edged out by two points tonight, man. What's, uh, what's the key to the game tonight? Uh, same thing. Play hard, play smart, play together. Uh, right now we got a uh, a good little duo down there in the paint for us, uh, Marquez Hurst and Lewis Walker. They've been doing their thing, so trying to feed the big boys. And then we got our, we got uh, the Hickman boys on the wing. They've been oh, playing yeah. real good. So just try to play together and get another win. And then I got to add in there, appreciate you uh, inviting me on the show. So we go back. They don't know we go back like how we do. So appreciate that. So. <laughs> way, way back. Right. No doubt, man. 
But, hey, man, let them know where to find you at on social media, big dog, so they can go ahead and follow y'all journey and let them know. Okay, my uh, Instagram is KedrickSlomo underscore 12, K-E-D-R-I-C-K, Slomo, S-L-O-M-O underscore 12. And then Twitter is KDF underscore 24. So any parents want to hit me up, they can hit me up. Speaking of this free agency talk, man, it's been insane. Um, the NBA's been making moves, and I know uh, some teams got better grades than others in certain opinions, especially uh, looking at one of the mega trades, the big trades, the big well, the big that involved a big name. Andrew Wiggins now residing in the Bay with Golden State. Could be interesting. Uh, we know uh, we keep hearing that he's not 25 yet, talk. Uh, but he's he's playing with potential floor spacers when they get their whole group back together. Uh, floor spacing will be available. He can attack the rim. And he will have more space to operate than ever before. So that would definitely be something fun to watch, I think. If he commits to defense on, if he commits to using his physical abilities on the defensive end, um, I think he could be really good. I think he could be really good for them. Um, It it seems like they kind of gave up on D'Angelo Russell. And I think, in my opinion, this move, you know, going to join one of his best friends in the league, D'Lo, they finally, Minnesota landed the point guard they have always needed to pair with Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. The big man can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. He's got a guy that can create for himself. And D'Angelo Russell can create for others. Can knock down shots. Can thread the needle. Um, already some chemistry built there as well. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, the Warriors got more picks as well. So it, to me it's just keep your eye on the Giannis tracker. You know, we'll see how things play out on that end. Um, definitely wanted to talk about my Cleveland Cavaliers making moves, bringing Dre to the land, Andre Drummond, for basically a bag of Skittles and, um, you know, a Best Buy gift card. Well, that's basically the sum of it. The pick's worth uh, meanwhile, because uh, <laughs> all finesse team to Dan Gilbert in the game. Um, these guys really just brought in a game changer, in my opinion. Drummond averaging a double-double right now, about 18 points, 12 rebounds, something like that. Definitely a plug in the middle with Kevin Love opening things up with his shooting. We got an anchor in the paint now to really do some damage. So definitely excited about that move. Um, I think the Miami Heat got better. I'm excited for the Memphis Grizzlies as well. Uh, Some turmoil there with Iggy earlier in the week. But, um, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it was funny there was uh you know it was valid points on both sides um we spoke about Ja earlier he and uh dylan brooks has things to say on twitter um regarding iggy wanting to get out of there i hope i haven't looked personally but i hope the memphis grizzlies and the miami heat square off because that's gonna be a fun one um both of them currently you know looking like playoff in they're in playoff contention currently I should say, um, Memphis young upstart group adds another young vital piece in Justice Winslow. If he can get back to his playing status of last year, knocking down a three ball, continue to play the point four role, you know, 
running the offense, initiating offense as a secondary ball handler, and continue to guard four positions as he's capable of doing. I think this is a great pick. Um, they did take on a lot of cap, though, with, you know, the two other additions. And, you know, it's a, I don't know. I don't know if they end up keeping keeping everybody that they acquired in the trade. Um, I think on the other end, Iggy joining with uh, Miami, I think that's going to be a good fit as far as shoring up that perimeter defensive presence. They're losing Justice Winslow when he's healthy. Um, I, I don't. I think they're happy to get rid of Deion Waiters, who I don't think the Grizzlies will keep long term, or uh, Ding. Uh, a lot of cap space those guys are taking up, but the Grizzlies aren't in a hurry, so that's another good thing. They got a good young core, and they can continue to build with that. Know the Heat were happy to get rid of uh, Deion Waiters, it seems like. Um, so I think it was a good move on both parts. But uh, shout out, shout out to uh, Minnesota. You know they're definitely banking. Hopefully, they not saying hopefully. I hope it plans out. You know we got to see. But, um, you know, on both sides, you know, the Warriors are hoping that <laughs> that record stay low, low. So that pick is high. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Getting wiggy with it. We'll see. Um, speaking of free agency, there was another major move on the baseball diamond and Mookie Betts and um, David Price being moved from the Red Sox. Red Sox cutting bait, trying to get under that luxury tax. And uh, they, uh, it's also, I don't know if anybody's safe right now after, you know, they short up Chris Sale and the pitching staff. But, man, Mookie Betts, 27 years old, former AL MVP, uh, elite defender, above average hitter, maybe still getting better. And you, 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 you put him with Corey Bellinger, another MVP in the NL. Oh, my God. Well, I, I caught up with Coach Haddad from Greensboro College to get his intake because this trade is just insane. Y'all really got to put a grasp on it. So let, let's let's listen in. Hey, what's up, everybody? I appreciate you guys tuning in. I got Coach Enoch Haddad joining me over from Greensboro College baseball program. Coach, appreciate you checking in with me, my man. Thanks for having me. Always good to talk to you. Oh, yes, sir. No doubt. Now, I know when we first connected last year, you were over doing some big things at uh, Winston State with their baseball program. You know, unfortunately, they shut down last year, and you've moved on to Greensboro. Uh, speak about your position a little bit, and, you know, what you've been up to lately, my dude? Um, recruiting coordinator now with Greensboro College Baseball. Um, I actually met you two years ago when, uh, when Randy Norris got real hot. What? Um, it's been two years ago? Yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, you reached out and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, over at Greensboro College, uh, excited to be there. Uh, they've built this program up the past couple of years. You know, last year they broke through to the conference championship out of nowhere, bonded you know, as a team, and um, I'm just excited to be a part of what has been built, and if I can add to that in any way, um, would be a good thing, and I think it's going to be a good season, a big season. We open tomorrow at um, uh, 
at, in High Point at um, the Rockers Stadium, High Point Rockers. Oh yeah, that's stadium. Nice so they got they have turf. We should be good. And um, I was actually thinking about the rain when I was saying that. But yeah, we're gonna be living with a body, right? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you the name, and I was thinking about the rain and the mound for some reason. But um, yeah, so we'll be there uh, tomorrow at five, uh, one game, and then Saturday we have a doubleheader starting at one o'clock. So a great coaching staff, um, Coach Avery Booker, uh, grandson of Jack McKeon. Uh, his father was Greg Booker, uh, major league pitcher for many years pitching the World Series. And uh, Matt Reed, uh, his father is the bullpen coach of, for the Atlanta Braves. So, hey, I've learned a lot from these guys. A lot of good connections uh, y'all got over there. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're uh, up-and-coming guys and um, born in baseball and uh, just just really excited. So, uh, got, got a good uh, group of uh, upperclassmen who um, have great leadership skills, and it's a very close-knit ball club, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I remember speaking with you yesterday. I know you were pretty crucial in helping those guys make that transition to other schools from Winston mm-hmm. State. Um, have you had any guys come over? Yeah, there were a few that came over, yep. So I, and I think some of them will make, make a big impact. So. Nice, yep. nice. Well, I know you've been around a lot of talent. You mentioned Randy Norris um, in the pro ranks now from that Winston State program. Uh, there, there's been a lot of a chatter right now in the MLB ranks, the big league, with uh, Boston Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Twins in that blockbuster trade. Um, what were your thoughts initially seeing Boston get rid of uh, Mookie Betts and A.J. Price? Um. I wasn't that surprised, to, to be honest. There had been some rumblings, but I guess you just go back and forth in your head. You're just like, how can you trade a guy like that? And, you know, ultimately it comes down to finances. You dig a little bit deeper and you kind of understand. You know, it's like, you know, they they put everything towards winning the past couple of years and got a, got a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to get under that luxury tax. And, and – once you get under there, you can kind of retool. So, you know, I don't consider this a rebuild for the Red Sox. I, I consider it retooling. I, I think they have good good leadership and stuff there. Um, so I think with three teams involved, um, they all were kind of – I think they got better in their mind, you know, in, in some ways, you know, for the Red Sox. Um, taking a step back is maybe setting themselves up for a quick rebound. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So I I think the kid for the twins, which there there's actually a hold up on the trade right now. They didn't like the physical. I don't think of the. I think it's the Gretel fit uh, kid, the pitcher, um, that they're getting from the uh, from the dot from the twins. Uh huh. So the trade is still not official. Um, but I think with Mookie Betts and. Uh, I think they have the best outfield in baseball, even with just if you just have the two top guys there. Um, yeah, it's honestly yeah, it's honestly ridiculous, man. The um, the level of talent in that outfield. Looking at it from the the Dodgers' perspective, um, they've obviously boosted their uh, rotation, and they've also boosted their lineup as far as the bats. Um, are, do you think, in your opinion, you're the favorite to take it next year? 
Oh yes, yes. I I believe you know with you know Price and um, Betts, you know Boston's getting rid of money. We'll have to see how much for Price. Um, then you have the Dodgers who are who are you know pushing all their chips in, so yeah. to speak, and have got one of the, in my opinion, the top two players, top two three players in baseball. And uh, I think they're going to go for that. Won a World Series in, I think, 30 years. So, uh, you know, they're they're in a position to – and maybe he stays one year, you know. I mean, yeah, that's what Boston was afraid of. Yeah, so I ultimately think that, you know, they're in a position that, to buy from people that are, you know, want to get out from under players and stuff like that. But as far as what they've done, I think they have – uh, put the icing on the cake, ready for the season, and um, you know, ready to go. I mean, how can you uh, not count them to be there in the end? You know, oh, most definitely, uh, loaded roster. They were loaded before this trade. So it's like yeah, and rich is just getting rich. And they have a deep farm system; they can replenish it quick. So, so um, the Red Sox, are you mad at this trade? As far as like a, from a fan perspective, if you're oh like yeah, for their fans, yeah. are you upset with this trade? Oh yeah, you are. How I, you know? I think about younger kids who don't know anything, or, or not know anything, but kind of don't. You know, they don't know the financial side. They're just you know fans of the game, stuff like this. Exactly. They've got to be heartbroken, you know. Um, you know, one time they sold. One time they sold a Babe Ruth. You know, <laughs> so hope, hope, hopefully they don't have to wait a hundred years. I definitely. Uh, I don't think they're gonna want to go through that again. <laughs> Boston fans are passionate. Hardcore. Uh, I don't. You know, this is going to hurt for a little while. I think so. Yeah. You know what? I'm not. I mean, I don't know, but maybe. What if he comes back in a year and they work it out? You never know. Oh, I mean, I honestly didn't even consider that. Now, that yeah. was crazy. If he yeah. It's not. Back, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But the the uh, the Verdugo guy. The player, he's a very solid hitter, very solid outfielder. I think he he is, will probably be an all-star type, you know. And then, um, you know, Maeda went to the Twins. They got better. They'll be in the mix. Solid acquisition. But essentially the Gretel kid, there's a little bit of a hang-up now, but he ultimately could be the second-best player in the deal. Um, yeah, yeah. So as a, as a top-end rotation guy, so. Definitely won seven games last year. Pitched, you know, a, a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. uh, important innings. Um, it, it, I know it's still early. Is it too early to tell who won this trade? Are we gonna have to wait a couple of years, or do you think it'll be immediately obvious? I always look at trades as, as um, you know, like a a one year, five year, and look back ten years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See how it aged. So. I think that LA won this trade. Okay. Um, and they and they always will probably have won this trade. I don't see how you can trade a guy like that and then say that you won the trade. So. Yeah, borderline um, franchise triple move. I mean, I just you don't yeah. see that a lot, especially yeah. being twenty-seven years old and a, a home yeah. Yeah, I I think the players they got are very good. 
And I would hope later they would say they didn't lose the trade, but to win the trade, you don't trade Mookie Betts and win the trade. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand. In my opinion. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that you don't trade Giannis. You know, you don't you don't trade LeBron. No, no. You don't trade the Greek freak. <laughs> you, get, you don't get better by making moves like that. Well, Coach, I yeah. definitely appreciate you joining us. And let them know where they can find you guys on social media so they can follow the journey and so, uh, keep us updated with Greensboro College Baseball this season kicking off. Yeah, so on um, Twitter and Instagram, Greensboro Baseball, uh, Greensboro College Baseball, um, we do, uh, inter- I do a lot of interviews on there and, uh, you know, we post a lot of pictures of the kids and stuff so you can get to, get to know us on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am from Greensboro. It's good to be home. Uh, I, I got back in the game basically through my organization, the Greensboro Reds, which I was able to start with a group of kids from Greensboro College in 2007 and kind of jump in this league halfway. Yeah. So I feel like I've come full circle. And, uh, you know, I want to help with the kids that are there the best I can to win this year, but I also have it in my heart to win for those guys. And, um, uh, you know, wish the best to the Winston-Salem State kids, wherever they're at. And um, just really excited about the season. You know, Coach Richie, uh, give a shout-out to him. Um, he always said, whatever, where, whatever situation you're in, ter- what's the positive? You know, mm-hmm. and so the positive is to win now, to win where you're at, is to make new relationships and, uh, you know, just get better and help people to get better. So, Oh, most definitely. Hometown yeah. kids doing it for the, the right reason. Coach, actually, uh, before you go, I wanted to get your last opinion on something. I know you were at um, uh, HBCU, so you know the culture there. Um, what, what's your thoughts from a athletic standpoint, I guess especially from a baseball standpoint, of um, North Carolina A&T announcing that they're taking their sport to the Big South? Yeah, I was. Uh, I saw that today. I was going to bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. I know I don't have a, uh, 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 a list, you know, the things to talk about. But I, I was kind of shocked. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a little bit torn on it, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm sure they – I'm sure they're making a good decision. I don't know the details of it. But but me, you know, being a, I, I in my summer career college, you know, coaching college players, the most players that ever coached were North Carolina A and T. so I yeah, I feel close to that program. I know the staff over there well. I just um it it to me it's it's a little weird to be honest with you. It's a little it's weird to think of it, you know what I mean? To not be yeah. the MEAC. It was uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's a good step for them. Um, I don't know how – I don't really know much more, you know, other than it's just odd for them not to be an HBCU, not to be in the MEAC, you know. That's just – that's a little weird for me. Yeah, uh, and they're they're joining Hampton now in the Big South. From uh, um, I guess from on, on the field perspective, is conference conference is the Big South offering more exposure, more competition from a, a baseball standpoint. Uh, is UNCG in that conference? In the Big South, uh, no, they're in the SoCon. 
the Big South is yeah. like. Yeah, I would have to see who was in that conference to to give you a good answer on that. Um, I know. I, I think the Mac solid. I think they're solid. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I know. Um, it's yeah. Like, uh, being Hampton's in that conference, I believe, like High Point, um, Campbell may be in there. Schools like oh. Yeah, those are some strong teams. Those are those are good programs. Campbell, High Point University. Yeah, yeah, I believe, um, I believe that they're they're in the uh, Big South. If I'm not yeah, I, you know to talk about that stuff, I can't give you an answer. To talk about HBCU baseball and that, I have a heart for it. To me, it's different for me. You know, almost. Uh, my initial thing is I don't I don't necessarily like it to be honest with you. Uh, but that's just – I'm a traditional type guy. You know, I'm black nines, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure they, they thought long and hard about, you know, making okay, that decision. Certainly, so. certainly. I know uh, a lot of people shared the reaction, though. Um, I saw a lot of comments on Twitter, people really upset. Uh, yeah, yeah. Won't be in the celebration bowl. There's a lot of people upset. Oh, I'm sure they have their reasons, and um, I'm sure we're Yeah, I understand. It's a traditional have. thing. You know, there's a lot of traditions with the HBCUs and stuff like that. So. Yeah, people like to keep those traditions intact. Hey, anybody who needs a home, Greensboro College baseball is on the rise, you know? Hey, let them know, Coach. Let them know. Yeah, I got all my stuff over here to the side ready to put in the bag. It looks good. It's a nice green. <laughs> Dave, Dave Brady, what you got? You got the pride over there, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pride. Yeah. Maybe kicking off tomorrow. First yeah. Pitch. Where, where, where's yeah. Where's the pitch you get, Coach? Let them know. 5 p.m. at um, Rockers Stadium, the High Point, home of the High Point Rockers. Uh, I think the independent team. It's a turf field. Beautiful. Um, really excited uh, for um, Coach Booker and Coach Reed and. Coach Glass, you know, our staff and the players, and just uh, I I feel close to them, and I'm glad they gave me a home, and, you know, Coach Maldonado got me there, and um, just uh, very excited to have a home, you know, after everything I've gone through. Definitely, and they got a good job, a good job. Coach, I appreciate you joining me, man. Thanks for giving me some of your time, and uh, that's a wrap for us, everybody. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Definitely appreciate Coach Adon stopping through, giving us some of his time. And speaking of time, that's all ours. I appreciate y'all tuning in. And y'all stay tuned, man. We'll have new episodes dropping every Thursday after this week and some Tuesdays as well. Um, you know, so stay tuned. Appreciate y'all and subscribe for all the latest. You dig?